You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Friday, February 19th, and today we've got our friend Jenna Harner from WPXI Channel 11 right here on the show. Jenna was there for the Kevin Colbert call that happened earlier this week, so I'm going to talk to her all about it on this episode. We'll talk about Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, TJ, JJ Watt, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, all the things will come up on this show, including the salary cap floor and what that means after it was announced to be $180 million on Thursday by the NFL. So much to talk about today on a great episode. And that episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com today and use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one word, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Let's get into it. So as usual on Fridays on the Locked On Steelers podcast, we have our friend, our ace in the hole. I always save her for the end of the week because I like to go out with a bang at the end of the week. It's Jenna Harner, WPXI. Y'all know who that person is. Jenna, how you doing on this fine Friday? That's the nicest thing anyone said to me in a very long time. So thank <laughs> you. Wow, that's so sweet. Um, I'm so happy to be here as always. What a great week. Uh, I feel like there's been so much stuff happening that it's kind of hard to keep track of like what day of the week it is, which again, we're, you know, as we're in the pandemic, I feel like I always forget what day it is, but even more so it's just like with all the news, you're like, when did that happen? Did that happen a week ago? Did that happen yesterday? Did that happen an hour ago? Yep. I, I was, I was sitting in the, in the Peterson event center covering a pit game and I'm sitting here thinking, wait, is this the Wednesday game or the Sunday game? I don't even know anymore. Like I literally didn't know where I was, but that, that is what's happened to us in the pandemic. We, we don't know what the structure of a week is. Uh, huge, there's, there's, and there's huge NFL news about, you're right. Like Carson Wentz going to the Colts for a third round pick and a possible second round pick that could be a first round pick, all crazy news. But in Pittsburgh, the crazy news that came out um, this week, and not the crazy news, but just was Kevin Colbert speaking to the media and you were on that call, Jenna. And that's why I wanted to save this for you because I knew you'd be able to give your insight, what it was, what the, what the temperament was like a lot of the conversation, because when people see just bland quotes put on Twitter, they can take that, that to mean a thousand different things. And it like, and they see uh, Kevin Colbert saying about Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, like, well, he's the Steelers quarterback now. And they're like, Oh my God, he's gone. Like there's no coming back. I wanted to give you a chance to kind of explain how it came off to you when you heard him talk about Ben. Yeah, it was so interesting too, because you always kind of chuckle when Twitter reacts like that, because of course there's only the way that this one was, you know, there's only one person from each media outlet on this conference call. So there's only a handful of us reporters there, um, or sorry, on the Zoom call. I was, we're, we're so, we're You're in fine. technology so much now. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was one of those things too. It's like, you know, 30 minutes of him, us just asking Colbert questions and him responding to us. And of course, a lot of the theme was on Ben Roethlisberger and on his future. But, um, the thing that I really gathered from it was just that there was this level of uncertainty about kind of everything, which I feel like so many teams are feeling right now. And, you know, Colbert kept saying until we have a definitive cap number, which until earlier today, we didn't have. Um, you know, he said, we don't 
we can't, we have ideas of what we want to do. We think we, you know, have directions in which we want to go, but until we have that number, we can't really figure things out. And there, you know, he, with what he said about Ben, there were interesting choice words. I think that was one of the things that raised a lot of people's eyebrows was hearing him say, you know, today, Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. And we could, he still could do some good things in the future. And he was pressed about this a lot. Um, but, you know, again, I think it was just kind of the whole level of, we don't know until we have this number. And again, they didn't, I don't know if they anticipated having it today because Colbert kind of said, you know, he's on um, some committees and he was like, it's such a day-to-day thing that, you know, we don't know when we're going to get it. So I don't think he entirely knew that it was going to be for sure coming down today that we were going to find out that the salary cap is 180 million, but it just kind of seemed like until they have that, which again, until a lot of teams have that, they can't really figure take all the steps that they want to take until they had that definitive number to say, okay, this is what we can do. This is the direction that we officially want to go with things. Right. And that's where, that's where it, it, the Steelers have to be because I saw a lot of people saying like, oh man, that means it's not going like, no, it just means, Hey, listen, this is a major decision and we can't lock ourselves into a number with Ben before we know what number we actually need to lock into. Because if the cap comes out, and like the year before, the cap was $198 million. To explain to people how far down the cap is going and what that kind of impact is, we're talking about if if it's the floor of $180 million, um, that means that it's $18 million drop from the normal salary cap, and that's going to impact everything uh, for how teams operate. But if it's higher than that, you then know, okay, we have this much wiggle space to work with, wiggle room to work with, and this much cap space that after we sign Ben, that we can go get a Zach Banner, a Cameron Sutton, and sign whoever else we need to do. Um, I just, I, I look at this, Jenna, and I, I don't see any alarming thing here. This, this to me seems to just say, hey, be patient. Don't like this, this isn't that a decision has been made. This is that we don't have the, the guns to make these decisions. And it's, it was the same thing years ago when Antonio Brown's trade needed to be worked out when they were, they weren't making, they didn't sign a single free agent or do anything to sign anybody else until they knew what they could do with, with Antonio Brown and knew how they could build from there. When the biggest decision can't be decided, there's no reason for you to make any contract decision until that first domino falls. Yeah. And there was a lot of optimism, I think, and realism. I think I, that's at least from what I took of it, that's what, you know, you genuinely appreciate was that Colbert said, you know, I sit here and I can only evaluate myself in that sense, but I did not do a good enough job putting the players on the field, on this roster to get the result. And then obviously, of course he talked about Tomlin. Of course he was asked um, about other things, but he was like, for me, this wasn't good enough. Any season that you don't win a Super Bowl, it's not good enough. And I had asked him, it was interesting too, because I said, um, what is the top priority for you guys? Knowing that maybe he was going to talk about Ben, maybe he was going to talk about the offensive line. Maybe he was going to talk about some of the free agents or where they were going to be looking, were they going to be looking more towards the draft, more towards free agency. And he said, honestly, the top priority is making sure that I'm sitting here next year not telling you we're not talking about losing in the first round of the playoffs and I was like wow okay so you know you respect that in itself without a doubt but especially with Ben I think that's where everybody's eyes have been locked in on there was a little bit of sense of you know he said um hopefully there's a way we can figure out and do what's best for the organization do what's best for Ben 
hopefully he'll be able to see that and feel the same way that we do. But there's a lot of work to be done, not only with Ben, but with free agents and with the cap. Absolutely. There's a lot more to talk about here. We're going to keep talking about this because he also talked about other players, including other quarterbacks in the Steelers roster. We're going to get to that in a sec. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar. Hold it right there, Locked On listeners. I know I normally talk about Built Bar and how it's a great snack. It's great for you. It's light in calories, and it has all these awesome options for you to help you reboost during the day. But today is something special. There is a flash sale going on at BuiltBar.com for their special flavor of the Coconut Puff Bar. Luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow, and again, made with a premium protein blend with 16 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. It's gluten-free, it's preservative-free, and it's for a limited time only and a one-day sale. You can go to BuiltBar.com and get yourself a whole bunch of the Coconut Puff Bar. It's a great flavor to try and again go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on to get 20 percent off your next order builtbar.com today and remember to check out that coconut puff bar flash sale Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of WPXI. So, Jenna, furthering this discussion, and you talked about the numbers that we got on Thursday from the NFL saying that the salary cap floor is now at $180 million. I wanted to provide more perspective as to what that means, because people might say, okay, it's set at $180 million. Well, not necessarily. Um, now, I've talked in previous shows about there's different models for expectations of what the salary cap will be. If you go to overthecap.com, their estimation is that the salary cap will be $180.5 million per team, um, which at that rate, the Steelers would be about $22 million over the cap as they stand at this very moment. But then there's other places like SpotRack. Uh, their ex- estimation is that the cap will be $185 million per year, which means the Steelers uh, according to them, the Steelers would be $14.2 million over or somewhere around in that range. Now, this does not mean, again, this this news does not mean that the, st- the salary cap is $180 million. It means that the lowest it will go is 180 compared to the $175 million that we thought. And this was a, a memo that the NFL sent out that Adam Schefter tweeted out. And from this, it says, quote, this is not the final salary cap of the 2021 league year. This will be it will be set following the review of the final 2020 revenue figures figures and other audit and accounting adjustments. This agreement simply inc- increases the 2021 salary cap minimum or the minimum 21 uh, 2021 salary cap by five million per club from 175 million to 180 million. We will promptly advise all clubs as soon as the salary cap is set. So Jenna there's still a chance that this could get up to maybe 103, maybe 185, maybe higher than that. And if that happens again, this allows you to say, okay, maybe we come back to Ben and we say, look, we don't, we only have to cut you by this much than rather say a whole bunch. And Ben can say, you know what? I can better work with that. And that gives you, and then at the same time, you could also say, Hey Ben, if you help us out this much, we can get you a better offensive line to help you with next year. It just opens that many more things up. Yep. And that's what Colbert said too. You know, Ben is kind of waiting to see in a way what team is going to be able to be around him next year here. I think that's a big crucial part that a lot of people are overlooking a little bit. 
And Colbert was saying, you know, we have to address the offensive line. I think you have to look, you know, that is one of their big priorities because of the retirement of Pouncey. Obviously, he also mentioned the retirement advance, but, um, you know, with that offensive line, I think, and we talked about that last week, you know, that's an area where they're really going to have to hone in on. And as a quarterback, absolutely, you're looking to see who the guys are going to be up front protecting you if you do decide to play next season, you do decide to be here. Um, and then Colbert also kind of touched on the fact too with Ben that if you would ask him if he was content with the way last season ended, of course, he's going to say no, absolutely not. Was there disappointment? Of course. And you can kind of, I think we saw that just like the competitiveness in him and the competitor that he is, of course, that doesn't want to be that he doesn't want that to be the way that his legacy ends. Of course not. Um, but yeah, I think this makes things at least a little bit easier. And I know there's going to be tough decisions that this team is going to have to make, but this does lessen things a little bit, even just with that little bit of wiggle room knowing, Hey, this is more than we thought. And then I was reading a little bit more too today with the TV deals too. They don't have those numbers yet. Right. So that could bolster this as well and give teams a little bit more money to work with. And, and the NFL, <clears throat> excuse me, the NFL is supposed to be supposedly working really hard to get those TV numbers hammered out because if they do, and those numbers are more in their favor, that gives them the ammo to say, you know what, we're bumping this cap way back up because they want to give teams the spending space because when they have more spending space, stars stay with certain teams, and then free agency is also that much more exciting and competitive for a lot of teams out there. But when there's less, then you're going to see teams be more conservative, free agency is not going to pop as much, and that, you know, that, that puts a real debt into a lot of, a lot of things that can happen this season. Um, so they're, they're absolutely trying to make those things get, get worked out. I, and I also thought, like you said, it was interesting how Kevin Colbert was saying, you know, when someone asked him, um, you know, what's the plan for the office? And he said, the plan is to not lose in the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, him and you, that competitiveness in him a couple of years ago. And it, it seems like every year for the past several years, a lot of people have been saying, man, Kevin Colbert seems like he doesn't want to be here anymore. It's Kevin. Like there's, I've heard these rumblings from media people and I'm just like, huh? What, what gives you that sense? Like, where is he going? And, and, and yeah, sure, he's on a year-to-year deal because he's been around. This is literally like year 21 of him being the GM. But he is not less passionate about being the GM of the Steelers. He still knows what he's doing. It's just like, hey, at some point he is going to want to retire, and he wants to decide when to do that. But it's obvious, at least right now, he still wants to get this team to be a winner. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, he was just – you could see the disappointment, the fact that, you know, this obviously, I don't know if everybody immediately said that this Steelers team was Super Bowl bound day one type thing, but this was a team that had a lot of potential mm-hmm. that obviously fizzled out towards the end of the season and then lost the way that they lost in the playoffs. Um, and you could see that in him a little bit. I mean, always, I feel like we always talk about that. And he was also asked about coach Tomlin and, you know, his future, And he kind of said, you know, I, my job is to provide coach Tomlin with the 90 best players that eventually turn into the 53 best players that we can put on, you know, the field that give us the best chance to win. And he was saying with Tomlin, you know, obviously I can only do so much in my spot. He can only do so much in his spot. I didn't provide him well enough, but he's also done a lot more good than he's done not good in this league. And that's something that he acknowledged because of course it is. I mean, again, I, I feel like this team didn't live up to the expectations towards the end of the season that a lot of people had for them, especially after the way that they started. And he acknowledged that too yesterday, but I think, you know, there, if someone, if people are questioning, I guess is wanting to be here and things along those lines, it's just very interesting because that wasn't how I read it at all yesterday too. He seems 
like they want to continue that he's absolutely wants to continue to you know do what he's doing in the role that he's doing it and you know fix what happened last year because obviously there was a lot of things that were fixable including the run game which he talked about as well right um another aspect that they talked about was also how they're how they're well, who their backup quarterbacks are going to be moving forward because he also talked about Mason Rudolph and how Mason Rudolph is you know he's where he is in the locker room um I wanted to address this before we moved on to some of the things he said about the defense uh with Mason he said that you know he basically he liked what he saw out of Mason in the final game. And that was his, what he saw. He thinks that was his best performance, but he still has to like prove something this year, which to me says that like, yeah, like we saw enough Jenna, but that doesn't mean that Mason's, you know, locked in as the guy that they want to rock with for, for future on it. Also to me, doesn't mean that they're not going to look to see other guys who can challenge him this year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting to look at the backup quarterback battle. We're going to have this off season between Mason and Josh Dobbs and Dwayne Haskins. I think that's going to be super interesting this off season and something to keep an eye on, depending on how regular we get back to, you know, OTAs and mini camp and things along those lines. But he, you know, did say a lot of good things about Mason, especially like you mentioned, the fact that the final regular season game against the Browns was the best game that they've seen him play. But again, also he talked about Haskins and, you know, kind of hung on him a little bit. He, in a good way. He talked about Josh Dobbs, you know, I, I think that they realized that this was a small sample size from what they got from Mason this year, obviously compared to what they got from him a year ago when Ben was injured, but this is going to be something really interesting to kind of keep an eye on here is, you know, how much is Haskins going to challenge these guys? What, you know, he feels like I'm sure he has a lot to prove. And with Mason being the guy of the future, the question that a lot of us have had, this will probably be that year to say, Hey, is, is he this guy? Is he somebody that we want to see? And also, you know, with Art Rooney, when we, um, when the writers had chatted with him uh, a couple weeks ago, he had mentioned that, you know, we're thinking about potentially bringing somebody else in this quarterback room. So it could be a huge room before we know it. Um, But it is, I'm very intrigued to kind of see how this all shakes out. Of course, obviously with how everything with Ben shakes out as well. Right. Because here's the, even beyond whether Ben is here this year and next year, I, I don't, I still don't completely rule out the possibility of him being on the roster in 2022. If 2021 goes well, like, because I, I still have the sense that the cap number is going to come in, around that 185 million mark that's going to give them a lot more room to work with they negotiate his his cap hit down they negotiate they restructure key guys who they want to keep around for the next few years um they they move numbers around and they make this year work and i also don't think that they're that far behind still competing and getting into the playoffs which is if you're if you're a if you're a team that's what you that's all you need to be you get into the dance you're going to have a chance to to win um and to me that's that's where i think that that's why i think ben comes back and uh, again ben's arm isn't drew Brees' arm it's not falling off right now he can still hit the deep ball he just has to hit it he just has to i think he has to hit it more efficiently and he has to go he has to i think they have to balance the offense so he doesn't have to tuck it down so uh so much with or with uh with quick slants and shallow crosses that become make the team more predictable um but absolutely jenna uh, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins and and even Josh Dobbs who technically is a, a free agent right now but can easily be brought back for cheap which I think is what's going to happen 
um, you, there's a, there's going to be a battle back there. And there still could be, like you said, another quarterback that comes in, whether in free agency, maybe they drafted Jamie Newman or a Kellen Mond late in this draft class. And they say, Hey, you're just a camp arm. Come in here, duke it out with these guys. We'll see how you do. Um, and, and, and then that puts them in situations to say, Hey, we at least know who our number two will be behind Ben and maybe even moving forward before next year or the year after when we say, all right, now we're making the move to invest and take a shot at the next franchise quarterback that wears the black and gold. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take one more quick break here. When we come back, there was some defensive talk also from Kevin Colbert. Cannot ignore that with some of the key defensive players that are about to hit free agency for the Steelers and hitting free agency for other teams. You know the two guys I'm talking about. But first, we got to talk to our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from WPXI. So, Jenna, he also talked, Devin Kohler also talked about defense, specifically Bud Dupree. And he kind of said what a lot of people feel about Bud is that we love this guy, but there's a lot of salary cap questions here. Yep, that's pretty much, he hit the nail right on the head with that. He basically kind of said, look, we would love to keep a guy like Bud around, but we don't know the market. Bud doesn't know his market. Ideally, you know, once these numbers come out, then we would like to look at something at trying to keep him around, but we don't know if we can. We don't know if he, you know, entirely wants to stay and doesn't want to, you know, escape or not. I don't escape is not the right word. <laughs> no, I understand. Escape was not the word that I was looking for. Um, that you know, he wants to explore. There's where I was going. There explore. you go. Explore, they sound similar. Um, he wants to kind of explore and see what options are out there. Of course, that is what most free agents, especially guys like Bud and guys like Bud with the talent that he has, of course, you want to look at all your options. Who wouldn't want to do that? But Colbert kind of said, look, you know, if we want, we would love to keep Bud because not only is Bud the guy that he is both in the locker room and on the field for this team, but Bud and TJ are who they are together. So I think, I thought that was pretty interesting because again, he's never going to tell us, no, we can't keep him outright or yes, we we're going to do all we can, but he kind of was like, look, we want to see what we can make work, but we don't know what the options are going to be yet. Because again, before yesterday, they didn't know, or before today, they didn't know that salary number. 
I, I, I agree. It, it, there's, it, it's like everything else. We got to know what numbers are available. And like you said, it's not just the Steelers market, it's Bud's market because you got people, again, we brought this up earlier on the show uh, on, on other episodes, but John Clayton, an NFL report, a longtime NFL reporter, he projected that Bud may only make $6 million in, in this cap. And who knows what model Clayton's working from? Is he working from the 180 million model? Is he working from the 185? And again, you look at that PFF, uh, list of free agents and, and other guys that are projected to hit the hit the list. Bud Dupree is projected as maybe the fifth or sixth edge rusher of this free agency class. Maybe that puts a damper because then it's all the teams that are willing to pay big money to an edge rusher. Yep. Maybe they shell it out for other guys and then Bud's standing there like crap, what do I do? And then at the same time, Jenna, that also is the same question about JJ Watt. Now of course, Kevin Colbert was like, look, we don't talk that kind of stuff here. Bud Dupree's a different story because he's a stealer. But it's not it's not the, their, their office's way to, to include wide open speculation about all the different free agents they could bring in before they're even, ta- you know, actually talking to these guys. No, exactly. And it was really funny. I want to make sure that I'm quoting this right. Um, Because obviously he said, you know, like you mentioned, they don't talk about any individual potential negotiation regardless, but um, you know, they were like, whether or not he said, you know, right now, TJ's our guy, Derek's our guy, whether or not we can add anybody, I would just kind of hate to talk about it because it would be speculation at that. So he was like, look, I know you guys want to hear about this, but you know, we're, we, that's not how they operate. That's not what we do. You know, at the end of the day, they're not going to say, yes, we're, you know, talking to JJ or no, we're not. I mean, there was the report that the Steelers were interested in him. Of course, shocking, not surprising. They're interested (laughs) in JJ a lot. Um, But, you know, this is something that, again, they're not going to talk about. He said it's his job to, when a player gets cut, know who that player is, anticipate how he could possibly fit into the way that they do things, how, you know, and they anticipate a lot of players getting cut in the next couple of weeks as teams kind of realize what this cap is going to be. So anytime a player gets cut, they look at them and say, hey, is this someone that could potentially fit in here? Not just specifically, of course, because it's J.J. Watt. Right. And um, it should be known that the Steelers are, I mean, they might get accused of tampering because TJ Watt was shoveling the walk in front of JJ Watt's house. And it, I mean, that could be seen as an influential move by the Steelers. I mean, they got Tom, Mike Tomlin, get your locker room under control, man. Could get your team in trouble right there. Jeez. Come on, T. Man, between TJ <laughs> tweeting, what, what did he quote tweet JJ when JJ said free agency is wild? And TJ's just like, ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that, that that's the that's the cool thing that, that these guys are obviously having fun with this time. Um, and, but and again, I, it also shows that like it's real it's really close. If, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to go to JJ Watt's uh, Twitter page, and he posted a video uh, Thursday morning of uh, TJ Watt shoveling snow out in front of his house and just being like, "Oh, what a guy!" And it's just like you know these brothers are extremely close. And, and again, that's why I think the hysteria has, has raised up in Pittsburgh about the possibility of him coming to Pittsburgh because of how close these brothers are. This isn't like, they're just like, Hey, like they're just, yeah, they're just really, but they, these guys are, they're adorably cute with how they, they do their subway commercials together. They're, you know, they're having fun with each other, their family, obviously like they, they struggle to go to all their games. And then when they played each other this year, you know, mom was wearing one jersey, dad was wearing it. Like there's a lot of cool stuff that goes with that. It's just, we also recognize that there's a lot of other serious money factors that apply not just to them, but to what these teams are dealing with. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I, I look at this and I, what Kevin Colbert says makes a whole lot of sense. 
what I think the biggest thing to read off of this, Jenna, is that do not have too harsh reactions to what he said in these in these meetings. Because his whole point is we don't know nothing. So I'm here to tell you that we are thinking things, but we can't do things until we know what's actually going to happen. Yep. And I talked about it yesterday on WPXI. I said, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of question marks and they're trying to navigate this the best as they can. This is uncharted territory for everybody because they anticipated this cap situation being intense this year, even before the pandemic, even before all of the lost revenue, they understood that there were going to be challenges in Colbert addressed that yesterday, but this is a whole new wrench. This is a whole new ball game in terms of all the adjustments that they're going to have to make because of the pandemic, because of what it's done towards revenue here in this strange year that we're all living in. So they're trying to, you know, steer the ship and stay the course as much as they can, but you know, they're figuring it out as they go kind of thing. Obviously there's tons of plans in place and there's so many more inner workings than I think we could ever even imagine, but this is still, there's a lot of question marks here that they're still trying to answer, which kind of, I don't know, makes you feel almost a little bit more, you know, it, it, it makes you feel like you can connect to them a little bit more in that sense, if I'm making sense by that, by just yeah. saying, hey, like, we're kind of all, you know, trying to figure this thing out right now. No, I agree. Actually, it, it, it shows to me, they're thinking, like, my, they're, they're thinking on the level that I'm thinking here, like, okay, these are the realistic challenges here. They're, they're not pretending to us that like oh we have all the answers we're just not going to let you know right now like they're just they're being upfront with it and to me that it, like that is a refreshing sense that it's like this is why i think i think not just that but it shows kind of the the transparency that they have with certain things and why the steelers front office has been so good for so long uh with keeping the right guys around i mean i was talking to uh i think to d9 ph with this on on you know, for our wednesday show and you know, we were talking about how over the years, like, you know, people are fretting about losing Juju Smith-Schuster, but I'm like, the Steelers have done this for years, whether it was Mike Wallace or an Emmanuel Sanders or Martavis Bryant or Marcus Wheaton, guys after guys after guys have gone to free agency, even, even Super Bowl MVP, San Antonio Holmes left, and they immediately found ways to reload and make the receiving core talented. They've done it for a long time, and to see Juju go, yes, would suck for a lot of fans who have grown to love him. Uh, he, he made a cool appearance on the Yins Her podcast, uh, you know, earlier this week which was really nice um but like at the same time it's not a crippling blow this wouldn't be like Troy Polamalu leaving after his 2008 season this wouldn't be like Rod Woodson leaving when he did leave the Steelers in the 90s it's just it's part of what the Steelers do and it's because I think they have this holistic approach to how they keep a roster together yeah and I mean they're so good that you look at the sustained success and I know again I feel like I've touched on this too but so as someone who has covered this team for only a year, but has seen them on the outside perspective for the majority of my life, like this is a franchise that no matter what, it always seems that any adversity they hit, any people, you know, when guys, even just, I remember when AB and when Le'Veon mm -hmm. Bell left, those things like that, like this team still figures out a way to have success and to not have, yes, you know, I know sometimes the eight and eight seasons, even the way that this season was, was kind of frustrating, but the fact that they have winning seasons and winning caliber teams so frequently is just, it's something that's very impressive. And I think that goes to kind of what the front office, what guys like Mike Tomlin have really been able to do in terms of keeping the majority of this core together. And of course, with what they can do with drafting wide receivers. I mean, we just, you look at it again, Claypool, second round guy. Yep. There you go. And just, and, and 
the first two picks from last year have a, a, addressed and it looks like they hit on the, the guys who are leaving this year. Alex Highsmith for Bud Dupree, Chase Claypool for Juju Smith-Schuster. It looks like they are, are always in preparation for that and keeping the door open to maybe keep uh, keep those guys if they can afford to and you know while investing in other areas so i think the point is trust these guys they know what they're doing they're not some incompetent slobs that just throw darts at a dartboard but no. jenna thanks so much this has been great as always to have you on the show please please let me know where they can find you follow you and see any of the things that you're working on these days uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11. I feel like I do the warning all the time right now. That's very <laughs> hockey central Twitter right now. Um, but we have football mixed in. It's good. Draft season's right around the corner. Hard to believe. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner. Um, check us out on WPXI. We're doing a bunch of stuff, you know, pretty much on the daily basis. Chris joins us multiple times for Woo! lots and lots of things. We love it. Um, we love having him on as much as I always love being out here. Yeah, it's so much fun to be on with you guys. I'll be on Final Word on Sunday, too, so check that out. Um, but you guys, you know, you can follow me on Twitter, at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Um, if you're if you're not subscribed to the Locked on Steelers podcast, again, we are on Apple. We're on Google Podcasts now. We are on Radio.com now. We're on, uh, you know, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are hosted. We are at, if you want to help out the show, Leave us a five-star review. When you do that, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Those really help us out. It gets the word out about what we're doing on the Locked On Podcast Network, especially with Locked On Steelers. And if you do leave a five-star review, you will, with a positive comment, you do get a shout-out like our friend Brian Orlando, who leaves this five-star review this week, saying, great show. I think Chris has fresh looks at the Steelers, and I really enjoy his humor and thoughts about the team. Thank you so much, Brian. We salute you for your five-star review. Get your shout-out if you haven't gotten it already. By getting on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave that positive comment on the show, and it will make the air right on the, the podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. We don't don't forget with Monday coming up, we've got another mock draft Monday coming 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 our way. Get in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group by searching Locked On Steelers. Ask to join the group. I'll add you as soon as possible. You'll join twelve hundred other serious Steelers fans and people who come on this show quite often with some of our guests, including myself. And you'll be able to participate in Mock Draft Monday. I will have a post up all from Friday into Sunday when we record for the Monday show. And if you make the best mock draft of that class, the one that, that we think is the most interesting, we will feature you on, in your picks on that episode. Thanks so much again for listening. See you guys on Monday. <laughs>